What's up, collective? How's everybody doing out there? Let me get a drink of my coffee. You guys can get your drink of choice, whatever that is, whatever time of day it is for you that you're listening to this. I'm still in my coffee part of the day. So, and I have a horrible, what do they call them, lie bumps? I think that's like a stupid nickname for them. But you know when you consume too much sodium and you get those stupid fucking bumps on your tongue? Oh, it's driving me crazy. Anyway, (laughs) I'm validating my lie bump or my sodium bump or whatever. I know there's like some medical term for it. I really don't care what it is. If somebody wants to tell me, great, but... It just is very annoying. Anyway, I'm talking about validation today. I have to breathe before I even get into this because it annoys the shit out of me, okay? I feel like over the last... I don't know. I know that social media has been around a very long time, and I think it's, it's very much started with social media. But the need, the constant need and obsession for validation and it's went from a want to be validated to you can't live without it for some people and I get annoyed by that I get super annoyed by that it could be a a numerous number of things it could be because I used to be like that at some point in my life and I've changed a lot if you've been going down this journey with me on this podcast you will have known this but It also stems from me not being a part of the social media generation, really, because I'm 41. So, you know, for me, social media is, it's not like it is for people who are 10 plus years younger than me. It's just not. It's a completely different experience for me. Um, And I see going down rabbit holes, um, you know, like, especially when YouTube came out, people just go down these, these rabbit holes and they're just time wasters. They really are. That's all it is, is time wasting. And you start to, it's like a click in high school, you know, you start to see everybody wants this validation. That's when selfies, you know, became popular and all this. And I just can't stand it. I try my best to be very, empathetic and compassionate towards people but I I'm human and I have a low tolerance for BS and I think people take validation or the need for validation and and it becomes a sickness it becomes a sickness and today I want to talk about that and I want to really get into my opinion about this and I hope that maybe it it sheds some light it changes some perspectives out there um you know if you agree disagree whatever you know how I always ask you guys to give me feedback there's going to be an email address below it's media.collectiveculture at gmail please email me I want to hear from you guys or you can dm me on any of the socials but this is definitely not a one-sided conversation this is just my opinion yes but where I think it stems from where most where I think most humans go wrong is when they have no self-worth or if they do it's very very small priority on their list and they always put themselves last or they go on the opposite ends of that and they're super cocky and ignorant and you know, conceited and just whatever. But 
the gratification of it, it becomes an obsession. It becomes a disease within the mind when you constantly need that gratification, when you constantly need that validation. It's, it can become overwhelming. It absolutely can become overwhelming. And then people start to label it because, you know, we love doing that these days. They label it from, oh, this is from childhood trauma. Oh, this is from, you insert whatever the thing is. But it really stems from you. Yes, your past does have to do with who you are in the present to an extent, okay? But your past and your future are things that cannot live in your present, guess what, if you don't allow them. So when you allow stuff like that, and it's mostly negative, let's be real, folks, mostly negative things from our past is what we allow in our present. And you know why? Because that validates our bullshit behavior. So that's something we, we need to step back. We need to look at our lives from an outside perspective. We need to stop looking at our lives from the perspective of other people, especially the other people online. Because let's be real. Not all of us are 100% authentic online. We're just not because it's super easy. It's almost too easy and it's almost scary easy how fake we can be. Which is why I did this whole episode about don't fake it till you make it. Because faking your life in any way, even if you think it's going to get you to the place of being realistic, it's just not good for your mental health. It's really not, especially if your mental health is already compromised, especially if you're already of this, you know, you're in this low vibration where you're constantly needing validation. You're constantly, you know, feeling like you're either not good enough or, you know, pretending you're the shit or whatever it is. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. If you're on either sides of the spectrum, if you're in one place where you're like, Oh, woe is me. I'm never good at anything. I fail at everything, blah, blah, blah. Or you're on the other side of that where you're like, I'm the shit. I'm good at everything. But you treat people awful. You're rude. You're, you know what I mean? Like you're just a jerk. There's nothing correct about either sides of those placements. You're in some place of needing to reshift. You're needing to move yourself out of that place. And yes, it's fine. You're going to be there at some point or your you know, of your life. You're going to be on one side of the spectrum because it's just how life is. It's just how humans are. We're constantly moving and evolving and shape-shifting <laughs> and growing. But the constant need for things, especially validation, becomes a sickness. It becomes something that you feel that you have to get every day in order to survive. We look at it as survival tactics. If I do not get a like on a picture or a video or content I created, then I am not worth anything. Or if I get, you know, if I've, I've made a name for myself and I get a lot of validation online, then I go out into the world and I think that everybody should treat me like people do on Instagram. You know, they should move out of the parking spot that I want or, you know, let me go to the front of the line or whatever. And it's sick. It's really sick. 
I am not one of those people who needs validation all the fucking time. I'm not. I honestly don't care most of the time. Because I've gotten to a place in my life, I'd probably say I'm I'm a good 15 years into this, where I only need validation from myself. I only need that validation from myself. And I can be my worst critic. I can be my worst critic. But I also know that I'm only being hard on myself because I give a shit about what others think. Always that. Always that. And if you really gave a shit what you thought, I'm telling you, you wouldn't care about the stupid mistakes that you make all the time. You just wouldn't. Because we make mistakes all the time. It is what we do. It is how human beings are designed. But again, I say this all the time. We are also designed to default to negative. To default to negative behavior patterns negative ways of thinking, negative talk. That's just who we default to. I will never get it. I will never understand why we do this. But the cool thing is that I know that. I'm aware of it. I'm realistic to it. And when you are aware of things, not when you're hyper aware of things, because that is a whole nother monster, but when you're aware of things, you take a beat. And that's going to bring me to this next point. People don't actually listen to each other, to what they're consuming online. You know, I I think it was said that the majority of people, the big percentage of people can only pay attention to 15 seconds of videos. Like, that's why there's shorts. That's why there's reels. And I'm like, wow, our attention spans have shortened so much in adult human beings. Like, we cannot pay attention to shit anymore. And the reason for that is because we don't actually listen. We don't actually listen. And I'll tell you right now, and this might help you. You can try it. One of the big things that has helped me mentally is actually listening. And what I mean by this, Whether I'm having a conversation with another person or a group of people or I'm listening to a podcast or whatever, I really make it a priority during that time to actually listen to what is being said to me and take it in to understand. And I think we are in this day and age where we don't have a big attention span And we feel like we're in a rush all the time, which, side note, which is why I wanted to move to either Hawaii or another country because it's just a slower-paced life. People actually, you know, sit down at a cafe and drink their coffee. They don't get it to go. You know, it's just not a normal thing, especially in Switzerland. So what happens is when you're not actually listening... You're sitting there, you're taking in what's being said to you, but nine times out of 10, you are thinking about how you're going to respond, which takes away, I would say, 65% of what you're actually hearing the other person say. So you're only halfway listening, which is not only, you know, it's not beneficial to you because you're not getting what you need to be getting from the conversation, but it's also rude. 
It's also very rude to the other person. Now, guys, I am definitely guilty of this. I think we are all guilty of this. Um, one of the reasons that I started the podcast is because I like to talk. I like to talk and um, I want to help people with the shit I've been through, right? But what I noticed is sometimes if I have guests on, I have to. Re- it's really hard for me to stop don't start thinking about what I'm going to say, what I'm going to respond, and really let the guest talk. Because that's the whole point of having a guest on. Um, and I hear this. I do hear this on other podcasts that I listen to. Sometimes the host will just interrupt the guest, which is really rude. Or just talk forever, and the, the guest like barely speaks. And it's just not, it's not an equal, it's not an equal exchange and it's it's definitely chaotic to listen to when you're just a listener um so i'm i'm hyper aware of that sometimes and it it overwhelms my thinking because again i'm human i don't do everything right i don't claim to do everything right but when i realize these things and i try them myself and it helps me i want to share it so there was a podcast that i um listened to i think it's called the diary of a ceo I think that's the name of the podcast. And sometimes for me, help or things that I've heard comes from the oddest of places that I would never have thought would come from. But this podcast, he had this guest on and he's an actor. He's actually a child actor who's all grown up now. And I think his name is Cole Sprouse, Bruce. And if you guys don't know who he is by name, you would know him by the movie Big Daddy. He's actually one of the twins, uh, the little blonde-headed boy who's in the movie. He has a twin brother named Dylan. And then they did on Disney The Sweet Life. I believe they played Ben on Friends, like Ross's son. Anyways, the cutest little twin boys of all time. Um, But they weren't twins on the show. They were just one, you know, they would just show one of them at a time. But he's all grown up now. He's 30. And he has a beautiful, articulate way of speaking and his perspective on things. And there was something that really caught my attention because sometimes I'll put podcasts on and I'll clean or I'll do something else. And he got my attention with this one thing that he said because the host asked him, you know, like, let's talk about your mental health. And he said, you know, I I try not to talk about mental health very much publicly because it is such a personal experience. And that really, like, hit my ears. And I do a mental health podcast. So, and I talk about mental health a lot, like outside of the podcast too. And it's very important to me. And while I knew this, because it's like kind of like a duh thing, I knew that mental health was very a personal experience for people. It, sh- it made me think of other things, right? Like the way that I come across on this podcast, the way that I give advice, the way that I share my experiences. In no way, shape, or form do I not understand that people's mental health is a very personal experience. But... That being said, something that I don't think helps, and I know this because I have done this, is talking about it a lot. The more that we talk about what we've been through, what we're going through, when we constantly focus on what's wrong 
we live there more. It's it's it would be like here's a perfect example of this. It would be like you're moving out of a house, right? You're moving into a new house, but you never take all your shit out of the old house. You just keep leaving stuff. And then sometimes you take stuff from the new house that you brought over and bring it back to the old house. It's like you never really move out of that house, right? You're still keeping shit there. And it's it's a security blanket to an extent, but it's also for that validation, it's also for that validation because we feel like because we are negative beings and we all have a story, we all have our shit, that if we talk about our shit, and this is, this is common practice the last like 10 years. Um, and I know I've seen it throughout my whole life, but this is definitely things I see more and more and more online. It's definitely things that I hear people talk about. I heard somebody talking about their shit in the line at the grocery store and just whining and complaining about what is hurting them and I thought maybe it was an equal exchange of a conversation like one lady said something and then it struck something but no this lady just came out of fucking nowhere with I don't know anyway um but it's like we we keep reliving it over and over and man if we meet a new person guess what well we haven't bombarded them with their with our shit we haven't annoyed them with our shit we haven't exhausted them with our story so we get to tell a new person our story and we get to relive it again and that somehow makes us valid people you know and this is another person who will validate my feelings and who will tell me it's okay for the shit I've been through right that is a very dangerous place to be it's a very dangerous place to be First of all, why would you want to relive something that was awful? Why would you want to, right? My dad, and no, no, not talking bad about my dad. My dad is one of the greatest men of all time. He just is. He was an amazing father, and he died too young, and I miss him every single day, and it was the hardest death I've ever had to experience, But my dad had flaws, just like anyone else. And one thing that my dad would do a lot towards the, you know, closest towards the end of his life, and he died at 55. So, I mean, he didn't even get to become a senior citizen, but he was already acting like one. And he was miserable a lot of the time. He was miserable a lot of the time. And it's because he replayed and talked about what was bothering him all the time. All the time. My father suffered from rheumatoid arthritis. I don't even know if I say that right. But you guys know what it is. Anyway. And he talked about it all the time. And not just to me. But I would overhear him talking about it to someone else. And someone else. And someone else. And I know that's something that he lived with every day. Because he you know, could barely button a button or tie his shoes. Because his fingers would hurt him so bad. And his fingers got so bad that they curled that he couldn't even straighten out his fingers anymore. So I'm not so I'm not saying that he's making this up. It was something that day to day he had to deal with, but I think it also made it worse for him because he never stopped talking about it. He also never did anything to make to to help either. Um there were tons of therapies that he could do both physically and and you know nutrition-wise that he didn't do. Um, I would give him things 
to do based on, you know, yoga and stuff like that. And he just wouldn't do that in physical therapy. I gave him modalities that he could try and he just wouldn't do any of them. But the one thing that he did do consistently was talk about it and not even just talk about it, but complain about it. And it got to a point where I didn't want to hear it anymore. And I felt bad because he's my father and I want to be there for my father but he needed that constant validation that he was going through something and that he needed to tell everybody and that he needed to keep talking about it. But I'm telling you, that is what made it worse for him. He never gave himself a break. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. Again, we all do this shit. It is not something where I'm exempt from it and I never do it and I'm perfect. No, I do it too, but I've realized that is a no-no. <laughs> I've realized that it's a no-no. I don't need constant validation of what's going on with me or what happened to me or what might happen to me. That's even worse. When we fear the future, when we fear, you know, oh, well, you know, if I don't do this, my future's going to be like this. If I don't do this, my future's going to be like this. And I, I talked about this in the How to Survive Your 20s episode is that a lot of people in that decade, they have that five-year, 10-year plan, right? They want to do that whole exercise. And that's a, that's a very risky thing to do when you're in your 20s because you are going to evolve and grow so much throughout that decade and after that decade. And you get real hard on yourself when things don't go to plan. So... This is just something that I feel very passionate about. And I think it, it kills a lot of us. It kills a lot of our spirits. And I don't mean kill us fig, fig, or physically. I mean figuratively. It eats away at our quality of life when we constantly need to be told that it's okay. To constantly be told that, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you. To constantly be told that, you know, whatever, right? It's constant. Something that I do that is also not the greatest all the time is to give a solution. And that's kind of how I am. I, I, never, I know what it feels like to feel like shit. And I just don't want people I care about to feel like shit. So I go into mindset coach mode a lot of the time. And I'm learning that sometimes people don't want a solution. <laughs> They just want to be heard, right? Or they don't want to talk about it. They just don't want to talk about it. So I always ask, I always ask, if it gets to a place in a conversation where I think something's going to be heavy or I've asked a heavy question, I always say, if, we, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't want to talk about it. I'm good. I don't want you to bring up anything that is going to... So I'm validating them in the way that I'm not overstepping boundaries, Right? And there's a way to validate people where it's not, you know, it's not in a place where they're going to get addicted to it, right? And it's okay if you want that validation, but you also can't get addicted to it. You can't use it as a crutch because you're abusing it too. You're, you're taking a simple thing that really should just you know, it's accolades, right? We, we just want to know that we did a good job and that's okay. Recognition is a beautiful thing, but it goes south. It goes south real fast when we're posting 75 videos on TikTok a day. 
What do you, I mean, how do you even have the time to do anything else? And that becomes an addiction, guys. Social media becomes a negative when we constantly need validation. Guess what? It pours out into your life when you're not on your phone, too. It goes towards your friends. It goes towards your your spouse. And then you constantly seek that validation from your friend groups, from your significant others, from your kids. And again, it becomes a sickness. That's why I called this episode that, or I'm going to call this episode that. Little side note, guys, I usually don't name my episodes until after I'm done recording. Because <laughs> sometimes I don't know what the hell I'm going to call it. And it just, you know, something I say in the episode kind of triggers a title, right? And I got to stop drinking Dunkin' coffee because it is it's becoming an addiction for sure. Anyway, There's so many points to this, and I hope I have not confused anybody. I know I've kind of went all over the place, but there's just so much to unpack when you talk about the disease or epidemic of constant gratification or instant. I shouldn't say, well, constant too, but the instant gratification is also a sickness. And it has everything to do, going back to needing, obsessing over validation, I don't know where the turning point is because as humans, we are so like comfortable in this shithole right now. We are so comfortable posting selfies and and we check our phone 12,000 times a day to see if somebody liked it or somebody looked at our story or something. It really is. When I talk about this stuff and I think about this stuff, I need to take a nap. Because I am so physically and mentally exhausted from the thought of billions of people needing validation. It's billions, guys. It's not millions. It is billions of people needing validation. Some use it to get through their day. And be honest with yourself. I can't hear you, but be honest with yourself. Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Really? When you look at your day, okay? Don't even look at your week or your month or your year. Just look at one day. How do you spend that one day? Are you looking for validation? I don't just mean online. Are you looking for validation from your significant other? Are you looking for validation from your kid? Do you need your kid to tell you you're being a good parent? No, it's nice. It's nice, but your kids don't even know what that is. They don't know what being a good parent is. You can tell them, you know, is mommy being a good parent? And they could be like, well, yeah, because you feed me and you give me hugs. But in reality, their little brains cannot comprehend what even a good parent is. Shit, you don't even know what being a good parent is when you're 40. So a little kid is not going to validate you. Stop looking for validation from someone who's not even an adult yet, <laughs> you know, and it's not a, it's not a burden that your partner should bear, or your friend should bear either. There's nothing wrong with supporting your partner. There's nothing wrong with supporting your friends, but when it comes a constant need 
obsession, that relationship is going to get tainted. And over time, you know, like a hole in a stocking, right? It's going to run. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that is what's going to happen to that relationship. The more you need validation, the more the other person is going to push you away because it becomes exhausting. And then it becomes codependent. You depend on someone to validate you. Really, you need to be validating yourself. You don't need anyone. I'm telling you this right now. You do not need anyone to tell you you're doing a good job other than yourself. You don't need it. Yeah, it's nice. It's one of those bonuses in life, but you don't need it. You don't need it. And I don't know where we've come to this place as humans where we think we need stuff. You know, I remember a dude one time told me, you know, like a love partner, a romantic partner told me one time that he needed me. And I'm sure I've said this before too, but I just remember the specific experience and it that freaked me out. That freaked me out. Most women be like, oh, he needs me. That really scared me. Because now I know, or or in that moment, I knew, what if we don't work out? Are you going to be okay? Like, are you, like, you need me? That sounds very extreme. It sounds very extreme. And you don't need anyone. You don't need anyone. You don't need anything. This need for stuff. It's become scary to me. It really has become scary to me. And specifically the need to be validated. And, you know, I I see this a lot with women because I am a woman. So I, I have a lot of female friends. And I, you know, I, I know because that's how my brain is like genetically works is women especially need validation all the time and because we feel like we are superior you know or men are superior to us and you know we have to do everything right we have to take care of the kids in the house and work and do all this stuff and if we don't some for some reason we don't get the validation and if we do all the stuff then we get the validation and for some reason it makes us feel better guess what though it doesn't last it doesn't last you know, even though you, you know, you post a selfie and like a bunch of people like it or they comment, you keep posting selfies because that moment of that one selfie, it doesn't last. That fix that you get, because it's like a drug addict, that fix that you get, that validation that you get from that selfie, it goes away. And then you want it again, so that's why you do it again. And I'm saying everybody who posts selfies is looking for validation. But, I mean, if you post a selfie, that's why you're doing it. That's why you're doing it. I'm not necessarily saying that it's always a bad thing or that you're, you know, you're somebody who's always looking for or you you have that need for validation because sometimes you just feel pretty and you want to show people. And it's not just selfies. It's content. Okay, it's not just selfies, it's content in general. When you, you know, that example where I said you're posting 75 videos a day on TikTok. Um, it's always because you have to f- get that fix. 
you have to get that fixed. And it's, again, it is not just online that people are doing this. For some reason, I feel like people think that they are in the way. You know, like, oh, I'm in the way. So I'm going to, oh, something that I hear people do so much, and I know I used to do this, is say, I'm sorry. All the time. When you say you're sorry all the time, I think that is also a need for validation. You want somebody to tell you it's okay. And a lot of times when I end these episodes, I do say you're going to be okay because I know that people need that. Sometimes I need it. But something that has changed in my life is that I don't always need it. I don't always need somebody to tell me it's okay. I don't always need somebody to give me a hug. I don't always need somebody to give me a pep talk and a pat on the back. Because it's not something that is a need for me anymore. It's a want. And that's normal. That's normal. It's a want. And we got to stop normalizing the need for validation. That's why it's everywhere. But that's also why we're all fucking miserable all the time. And we need the BetterHelp app, app. And we need therapy. And we need this. Because we constantly need validation. You know, there's a place and a time for therapy, I guess. I'm not a real big believer in it, but I'm not saying it doesn't work because I'm sure it does. But that is what therapy is for. It's to validate what you're going through. And usually you have to pay somebody to talk about it over and over again because your whole friend group, your partner, just can't hear it no more. <laughs> they just can't hear it no more. And I, I know that somebody's going to take this like personal and like think I'm making fun of them. I'm really not. It's just, it, I told you at the beginning of this episode, I'm very annoyed by this behavior. Because we need to do better as a society. We need to do better as adults. I can't stand when I see... And this is a personal opinion, guys, okay? I can't stand when I see parents having their phone in their kid's face all the time. They're recording everything they're doing. They're zooming in, especially little kids. Like, it's just, I don't know. It is something that I don't like. I don't like seeing it. And thank God that I didn't do that with my child when he was young. And it really wasn't a thing. Social media really wasn't a thing when my kid was young. And I'm not of that generation of social media anyway, so I wouldn't have done it even if it was. But I'm very selective with the stuff that I share about my child even to this day. And it has nothing to do with anybody else but myself and my personal opinion and how I feel about it. And now my son is, holy crap, he's going to be 16 soon. He can go online and he can share whatever he wants and he doesn't even care. Doesn't even care. Doesn't even want to share. Doesn't really care two shits about social media. And I'm honestly, I'm honestly happy about it. I'm glad that he doesn't care. I'm glad that he is not focused on, oh, hold on, mom. Let me take a selfie. Hold on, mom. Let me take a video. He just doesn't care about that stuff. And I don't know if it has anything to do with being grown up by me, but his dad's really not like that either. And the people here he's around aren't really like that either. So maybe that's it. But really, he's his own person. 
And he has made it up in his head that it's just not something that he needs. And I think, too, my son is also realizing he doesn't need anything. And I also have these conversations with him all the time. And I ask him specifically, I'm like, is there anything you need? And it could be like normal, like hygiene stuff or a specific food he wants or something. But at the end of the day, he really doesn't. And I'm so grateful that I have a child, especially especially at this age, being a teenager, who doesn't think he needs things. Oh, mom, I need the new iPhone. Mom, I need a new pair. I need these new Nikes or I need, you know, whatever. He's not like that. I was like that when I was his age. <laughs> and he is not like that. And it definitely helps my bank account for sure. But he's just such a grateful kid. He's so grateful for the stuff he already has. It's going to make me emotional to talk about it. But he is. He's so grateful. And I'm so grateful that he is like that. And that he's going to show other kids his age. And he's going to be a leader, you know, like he's going to lead by example. And I love that about him. I really do. Of course, my son has flaws. Everybody has flaws, guys. Um, I fear sometimes that I come across like I'm a know-it-all. and I'm <laughs> No. No, I learned very early on in my adult years that uh, that's gross. So... Um, again, guys, I come from a place of experience and to wrap this up, I have experienced both sides of the validation experience. I've experienced, I don't know why I keep saying experience. I've seen (laughs) both sides of it, both wanting the validation or needing it, I should say, and giving it. Because I'm around people who constantly need it, who constantly need to be given a solution, who constantly need to be told it's okay. And it becomes a sickness. I'm going to keep saying this because it is. The question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? If you realize it's wreaking havoc on your life and it's it's ending relationships, it's pushing people away, it's frustrating your partner, your friends don't want to talk to you anymore, what are you are you going to are you going to be self-aware enough to realize that you might be the problem? Or you are are you gonna find a new friend, find a new partner because you're just not In a place where you can take full accountability for your actions. So I'm going to leave you guys with that question. And again, I want to hear from you guys. Media.collectiveculture at Gmail. The link for the email is below. Click on the link link tree link below also. And you will find the Collective Culture Instagram. We're also on Facebook. It's just the Collective Culture Podcast. DM me, Messenger, Instagram. Um, If you want to check out my artwork, you can also check out that. I have photography prints and abstract art prints and digital art prints. I also have the Collective Culture merch. Just go check all that out in the link tree link below. And until next time, guys, I'm sending you so much love. Ciao.